if you would please turn in your Bibles to the book of Revelation, where Revelation 16 is the best man spoken so far, guiding us, leading us in the direction where our hearts appear to the word of the Lord, the book of Revelation, chapter 16. The challenges, I think, that is presented to us throughout the book of Revelation and indeed all of Holy Scripture in our walk with the Lord. It tends to be uh, among different personalities, different um, levels of discipleship, growth, learning, understanding, etc., where um, our own constitution and our own sin causes us to have oftentimes an unbalanced view of who God really is, in His essence, in His person. We can have a few, which is often among the seminarians, which I don't think any of you that I know of this morning are currently in your seminary degree programs, but so allow me to testify on behalf of often seminary institutions. The view among the seminarians is often the challenge is our God is high and lifted up. He is full of glory, might, and power. His God is absolutely sovereign over everything. In this immensity, oftentimes, many of us throughout our time in seminary, speaking, fighting, <coughs> correcting. God who is immense is not the God who is intimate. Our own sinfulness takes this grand, beautiful scope and picture of God and His glory. And we love that, and we're gravitating towards that, and we articulate that, and we think of it, and we write on it, and we share it. And yet our heart at that same time is shrink. And it's intimacy. <coughs> God who is against my not be God who trusts me. Then we can sometimes outside of realms of theological dispute, wrestling, often perhaps our own sinfulness there on the other side. God is only relational in one way, that way in which I find relationship. God was all loving in the way in which I define love. So then I give them only in these terms, and I am held captive to the thought that my God, I lose sight of his power all. So he watched him.
share with you as we approach the book to see the perspective that this vision is giving each of us. We are coming to the third of three cycles of judgment. We have seen seals, we have seen trumpets, now we enter into the whole. A brief word yet again just to summarize simply what we witness in these seven bowls of the wrath of God has already been.
his indispensable ability of power and might. He is the wild horse. He commands the angels to go at the front of the What does this mean? Already, we've got the view of God, we've already been given at the very beginning of the end of world history. And it rests. would ask
This is what John wants us to get. The sovereignty of God it is critical to this passage. It's critical to the entire scope of Revelation. It's not a weekday sense of gigantic things. In order for them to be brought to consummation, the inward life of the sovereignty of just came. And this passage is certainly that. And it affirms now John only deepens our him as disciples. He leads us continually in the sovereignty. Judgments of God that God will execute upon the earth by the angelic host that He in His authority commands and dispenses of cover the four major spheres of the universe. Think about that for a moment. In light of what we just learned about the absolute sovereignty of God, it's strengthened furthermore in your heart, It's strengthened even furthermore that His judgments or major regions of the entire universe. Do you see what that means? There is no place in the earth God is not ruling. There is nothing in your life that is not balanced. Look at the text, just as he shows that the judgment of God, the sovereign who then dispenses his judgment, who then executes his enemies and will save his people as we move through the passage. His sovereignty is further developed in this passage by Luke, verse 2. His judgment reaches, number 2, verse 2 rather, the earth. Verse 3, the sea. Verse 4, the rivers. Verse 8, the heavenly light. Or the sun specifically here in this passage, the idea of heavenly lights. We have seen these categories already where God is working his judgments in the earth through the trumpets in the exact same categories. It is telling you, believer, this morning about the exhaustive authority of God over every mountain that's created. He who created sustains it. Sunday, this grandeur view of the idea of God at the end doing something to make it all right. But right now, that is not here. That is not the case. It is
just parallel them for you because again, these spheres of existence in the big picture again is telling you God rules and reigns over every sphere of life. Not just the river, but that which tends the life in the river. Very first trouble of the cycle where judgment is occurring even in the earth now. Very first trouble. The earth. Second trumpet that we saw throughout the text of Scripture was the sea. The second role, sea we have what is it? And third, and then the fourth, directly parallel. Helping us understand this. God rules dreams over. What if it is that this morning what we say to ourselves is Halloween place of He rules over all things, and you have that tendency to rejoice in that truth. So you are able to rightly rejoice and magnify the glory of God because He is the ruler of all. Yet your constitution blames sin, the status, who reigns in heavens. That is. <clears throat> I'm unable to see that he who reigns in heaven is a God who continually walks with What is that skewed? How can you wrap your mind around the bottom? Yes! Glory! Please give me. You're going to pray. Deliver me to what I fall. Walk with me as I own me. Are 
If I take the leaves of morning and I dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there, your hand shall lead me. Your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall come to me, and the light of all me, even the darkness is not dark, the night is bright as the day. For darkness Just said, if I were to go anywhere in the universe, your vastness would find me. But yet, look how it transforms into comfort and intimacy. You hold and you lead. You, verse 13, form my inward parts. You knit me together in my life. I praise you. I'm fearfully and wonderfully. was not hidden from you when I was being made to see you. Intricately woven in the depths of your your eyes saw my unformed substance. In your book every night days that were formed for you. And as yet every night our precious Chapter 
uh, 13, where a beast appears and it brands uh, its followers. You remember they have the branding of the beast on the forehead and on the hand. And as we understood that rightly to recognize it was speaking of a life that is lived, a thoughtful mind and hands, or that is a life that gives way to consistent action of what is in the mind. These individuals are marked by beasts. They perform his deeds. They think just like him. That is, those who are not the other sealed by God. Remember your great moment being held by Christ. Shepherd cried out his sheep through his voice. Bear the seal of God, the Holy Spirit, that awaits your day of inheritance. It is yours in heaven today. You are sealed by God and shielded in that seal. And, 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 and so there's two peoples throughout history, two strivings in the book of Genesis. And in the book of Revelation, it's articulate. They are those who follow me. So I want you to keep this big picture in mind. And then I want you to meditate again and the Lord of Mark's testimony. Are you found in Christ as well? As I spoke that in the gospel, I'm sealed by the power of Spirit. Because you trust in Christ. Or are you one who here this morning? Right now, Rob. 
suffer in various ways with the tree, with agricultural challenges throughout as we are living on a on an earth that is sin cursed and it is groaning and awaiting the day of redemption of the children of God. And so we suffer along with it. Yeah, there will be a day where we'll not be poor upon the grasses and the trees and the agricultural challenges. It will be poor directly upon humanity. But it is human. Those are very Some people look forward to the trumpet, the last of number two, where the sea is affected. You recall in chapter 8, it's in verse 8 of chapter 8. And in there, the, the, the ships of the sea uh, are all devastated. All the ships are, are, are laid waste. Uh, some people, it's hard to say what exactly that is in that image. All of the ships being laid waste, and all of the water, a third of the water coming blood. It's a challenge to say, ah, it's exactly that. And we're reminded of all of the challenges of interpreting history while you're living it and then projecting on it all kinds of absolutes that this is that, I know it, kind of like the line calendar coming up. I trust by God's grace that we're all trusting in the Lord that indeed that the scripture will prevail and that we can center ourselves in the promises of God and have concern and friend over the calendar. Grounded by faith in the text of the Holy Scripture, we're challenged with exactly what is it in the trumpet folds where the ships are being devastated. And yet, here now, not only are the ships devastated, but all the water is as bloody as it's If I could make my best uh, uh, step forward, um, I do it lightly. I can't, again, definitively say this is that. So, receive it in this manner, yet at the same time, with some confidence, I'm willing to say that in chapter 8, with the sounding of the trumpet blast in the sea and the ships are destroyed, I would be comfortable saying that's most likely probably uh, a warfare uh, taking place upon the seas, where again there is, I don't know if it's piracy, I don't know if it's sea battles, I don't know what's taking place, but the sea is now given over to a place of calamity, challenge, and warfare, and all the ships are being devastated. So that's the trumpet. Now it's escalating from the trumpet to the bull, where the sea is devastating. Like, the sea itself and all the ship-faring men, it's over for everybody who is seeking to be upon the sea. Either economically, sea-faring sailors trying to make their merchandise, trying to trade and wage the economy, 
at any rate, sees By the time we get to chapter 18, we'll see the semen pop back up. That's why I would put forward in some sense of economic devastation to those who use the sea for their goods. Because we'll see the shipment reappear in chapter 18, and they'll be falling their heads off as they gaze upon Babylon, who has fallen, and they can pass through and make money with the more. So there's some sense in which this is probable. But the sea is devastated. Economic life is over. Judgment is here. The sea is all the other. Think about two thirds of the earth being seen. You see the calamity that happens in the So then he moves from the sea and we move forward from the sea onto the verse 4 the third angel throughout the whole into the rivers and the springs of water. They became flow. Again, there on the waters that we receive much life from is simply altogether unusable. Whatever that blood imagery is there, if it's turned actually to blood as it was in the Egyptian uh, curses there with the Nile River, if we go back to Israel's exodus out of Egypt, and it is literally blood, then we will see that. I just can't simply say to you that this image of it turning to blood is without a doubt 100% blood. Who is to come? Just God's wrath. Who it is? 
for you brought these judgments. So as he's pouring the judgment, he rejoices over its consequences. They have shed, look at verse 6, they, that is, the, those who love the beast, have brought history, shed the blood of the saints and the prophets. And you, what is it? You have given them blood
Then one of the elders addressed me, saying, Who are these clothes and white robes, and from where have they come? I said, Sir, you are the one who knows them. He said, These are the ones coming out of your church. They have washed their robes and made them white. They will serve day and night, notice, in this temple, where no one else can come. And he who sits on the throne will shelter them with his presence. They shall hunger them. Neither thirst any. The sun shall not strike them, as it does those in Revelation 16, verse 8. The sun shall not strike them, nor any scorching. For the Lamb in the midst of the throne 
reality to be patient. We will gather the spirits of the entire. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Father, we look at this wonderful episode. We ask you to give us a we see your majesty in the loud voice who cries out in judgment and brings forth perfect judgment and deliverance in the earth. Lord, we would not just think to hasten that day for your justice and your power and your sovereignty, but Lord, we would draw nigh through Christ right now. We know you are majestic, authority, glorious, all sovereign God, yet in your sovereignty you are loving. Thank you.